my Lanta. Oh, my Lanta. Hey there, Tanner Gibbler Fuller fans. How's everyone doing this Labor Day? It's Angela Bowen, the host of Oh My Lanta, Holy Chalupas, an unofficial Full House Fuller House podcast. How's everyone doing? Are you out grilling? Are you enjoying the lake and all the fun end of summer things that you have to enjoy before fall sets in and the colors of the leaves change and you get to... Have all that yummy pumpkin spice food available. Yeah! Sweater weather! I'm sorry, guys. You know I love summer. I do. And I do enjoy a little bit of fall. But here in the Mitten State, sometimes fall, we don't get enough of it until winter just... Mother Nature just brings in the snow. Last year, it started, I think, like... Halfway through October, it just, and winter lasted for six months. So we really didn't get a fall. In fact, I remember Jeremy and I had to finish raking leaves like the first or second week in December because we didn't get in that much snow. But anyway, guys, this is it. This is the final episode of the Summer Fun series, which I started back in June with season three's Full House, season three, episode one, Tanner Island. Wow, yeah, it's just, actually, no, excuse me, it was the best summer ever. That's what I kicked off summer with. So, yeah, and now we're Fuller House, season two, episode one, entitled Welcome Back. This episode aired on December 9th, 2016. In this episode, DJ finally decides between Matt and Steve, but they throw her a curveball before her annual back-to-school barbecue. A homeless Fernando also moves in. And we get to meet a new Gibbler who we have never heard before. We've never heard of him. We only know of Garth. Welcome, Jimmy Gibbler, the youngest Gibbler sibling. And when I saw this guy, when I first saw season two, I'm like, I know this guy. I know this guy. Um, for those of you who watched, you know, ABC Family, Freeform, what have you, um, if you remember the show Switched at Birth, which I loved that show, I do have the first season on DVD. I would love to one day maybe cover that if I only covered the first season because the other seasons aren't available on DVD. But anyway, that's a thing for another time maybe I don't know but uh, yeah we got some fun stuff coming this season too yep we got basically being the end of summer we got Ramona coming back from camp and she and Lola have not seen each other for a very long time they it's just it's funny and of course the series what Season one finale ended with a little a little recap here of DJ de deciding not to go with either Steve or Matt and just choosing herself. Kind of like a 
end of the Bachelor, you know, that reality show. And she just had a rose and said, I'm going to choose me. I'm going to do me and you guys are just going to either wait or move on with your lives. And also it ended with a kiss between Lola and Jackson. But he makes it out to be more than that. It was a little itty bitty half a second peck on the lips. But he takes it as we're in love, we're dating, we're going to get married type of feeling. Because you guys know Jackson. He makes a big deal out of little things and blows them up to be humongous things when they really, really aren't. We also get two other characters other than Jimmy Gibbler. We get the introduction of C.J. Har Harbinberger. I hopefully when she says her name, I'll pronounce it properly. And Crystal, because Matt and Steve come back, they got girlfriends. They're like, We're, we can't wait for you, DJ. We got girlfriends. We got to find other love interests. So yeah. Good on them, though. You know, honestly, good on them. They're not going to wait around. They, they got to play the field. They're, they're you know, 30-something-year-old guys. They got to play the field. So, this episode was directed by Rich Carell. Writer Jeff Franklin. Written by Jeff Franklin. Kate Spurgeon, staff writer, and Edie Faye, staff writer. All right, you guys ready for a user review? Here we go. Six out of ten. Season two. Here we go. That is the title of this review. This review was actually, wow, May 25th, 2019. Okay, cool, cool. As with most net, bleh, why can I not talk? <laughs> As with most Netflix originals, each season of this will have 13 episodes. I could not wait for more seasons to come. I hoped for this to get better by this season, See, fingers crossed. Fernando has now made a series regular as he moves into the Fuller household. Nobody wants him to move in, but Kimmy says it will only be temporary. Stephanie meets a handsome young man named Jimmy who turns out to be Kimmy's younger brother. Remember when she had three sisters? Remember her older brother Garth? <laughs> anyway, it is love at first sight. Two more subplot blah, 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 blah. two more subplots involve Jackson still being in Lola's friend zone and Max doing a summer project. That's right. He is doing a summer project. He wants to save the planet. One empty bottle of water at a time. Yes. And this boy's heart, it's in the right place, you know? He wants to be eco-friendly, environmentally safe, all that good stuff. So that's kind of what, you know, Max is doing for season two. Jackson is going to be playing, trying to play football and stuff like that and chasing after Lola, who only wants him as a friend. Well, actually, they do have a little bit of a romance in season two, now that I think about it. All right, DJ is throwing her annual end of summer barbecue and finally chooses between Matt and Steve. Although, the only one to hear it is Tommy. Yeah, we don't get to hear it. Tommy doesn't even say the name out loud. Which, if you remember Full House, remember, uh, what episode was it? I'm trying to think. Yeah, it's the one where Becky and Danny go to some art, music, festival, music slash art exhibit festival, whatever you want to call it. And Stephanie and DJ are, like, 
like, hey, you want to play Michelle phone? And of course, DJ's like, what's that? Well, Stephanie says, you whisper something into Michelle's ear and she says it out loud. We don't get that with Tommy. <laughs> but that's what that made me think of. All right. So now best friends, the gay undertones aren't even that bad. Excuse me? Are they referring to um, Steve and Matt just going and hanging out and camping and all that good stuff? This is not a Brokeback Mountain scenario, guys. Come on now. Anyway, um, already now have girlfriends. They bring their girls a pretty dumb move, move that would hurt anyone in DJ's shoes. This arc has taken a serious turn. Nice little episode. I don't really care for Jimmy and the stories other than DJ's were a little flat. But all in all, this episode was okay. Well, as I say, what do I always say, everybody? Everybody's entitled to their own opinion. Yes. Yes, they are. Thank you. All right, let's go into the trivia. When DJ meets Steve's new girlfriend, CJ, CJ is wearing the outfit DJ wore in the first season, blue cardigan and white striped shirt. Someone's got an eagle eye. I did not know that. We meet Kimmy's younger brother, Jimmy Gibbler, who is never mentioned in the original series. It can also be assumed that Jimmy and Garth are the same person or that Kimmy has two brothers. What happened to those sisters from the pilot episode? Remember that? DJ's like, I'm talking to Kimmy Gibbler. She lives next door. She has three older sisters or something like that. And of course, the last bit of trivia, ninth appearance of Dr. Harmon. Here's some quotes. Stephanie Tanner. How rude. Here's another quote between Stephanie and Kimmy. I kissed a Gibbler? Kimmy Gibbler to her brother. You kissed a Tanner? Stephanie Tanner slash Kimmy Gibbler looking at each other. Gross! <laughs> well, you didn't exactly ask his name, did you, Steph? Like, oh, you're cute. I'll kiss you. Well, as I like to do for all you new Full House listeners of the podcast and Fuller House listeners, I'd like to let you know where you can find the podcast. Now, if you are on Facebook, all you got to do, you can type Full House Podcast, Fuller House Podcast, Oh My Landa, Holy Chalupas. Also, if you want to find the podcast on iTunes and subscribe so you don't miss an episode, you can do that too. Granted, on iTunes, it's a little bit tricky. Because if you search Full House, Fuller House, it's not going to come up. Type in O. O-H, Mylanta, M-Y-L-A-N-T-A, or Holy Chalupas, H-O-L-Y-C-H-A-L-U-P-A-S. Either way, it should bring it up that way. I know it's very confusing. Um, I put a slash mark in the title between Full House and Fuller House, and I think that threw it off a bit. But, who knows. But anyway, there is a Facebook page for the podcast so there's that there is the omhc full house podcast on instagram also on twitter to the twitter omhc full house find it there also if you guys want to email the podcast i would love to hear your thoughts about the episodes about predictions for the upcoming season that we should be getting soon okay my house is starting to feel like an oven 
semi, more like a microwave, so I probably should start airing it out with the, opening some windows maybe, and maybe the fan, I think just the windows, but anyway, email the podcast at omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com, okay, I've said my piece, let's jump into this wonderful Labor Day end of summer back to school barbecue episode, new characters, fun times, first kisses, all that fun stuff, right? Right. All right. Let's do this. All right. Well, we open up in the kitchen, and DJ has Tommy. She's helping him take his first steps, because if you remember season one, Tommy pretty much was in his crib or in a high chair, and he really wasn't at walking mobility just yet. But this is a cute little moment, which makes me think of uh, when we saw Michelle walk on Full House for the first time with Danny with the camera. And it's just, oh, and this is just so cute. And you know, it's sad because think about it. His dad's never going to be able to see his youngest son take his first steps or say his first word. Not to mention, I mean... Well, if Tommy says daddy, who's he going to be calling daddy to? I mean, he's going to be, what, four now on the new season? Four or five, maybe? And it just, it, it is sad. It's like, yeah, you know, little baby Tommy's growing up. The other kids are getting older and stuff. And they're going to be hitting these marks and milestones with their life and everything. And their dad's... Missing out, but then again, the same thing with Full House. Michelle was hitting all of her developmental marks, and Pam wasn't around to see it. So yeah, but it's it's a cute moment between DJ and Tommy. So DJ's like, oh, pretty soon, Tommy, you're gonna be doing this all the time, and then you're gonna be running, and then you're gonna be going off to college, and then I'll be a grandmother. Like, whoa, whoa, you were speeding up his timeline a little too fast there, Deej. <laughs> Take it slow. Because <laughs> what are the odds that either Jackson or Max, maybe they'll have kids first. Who knows? It doesn't always happen in that order. Right? Okay, Tommy, you can do this. You can take a step. Good job. Pretty soon you're going to do this all by yourself. You'll be walking, and then running, and then going to college, and then I'll be a grandma. <laughs> and they're gonna put me in a nursing home. <laughs> you got a lot of nerve. <laughs> hey, you wanna hear a little secret? <laughs> I finally made a decision between Matt and Steve. Do you wanna know who I picked? I'll tell you. I know! I was as surprised as you are! Oh, then she adds, oh, and then you'll put me in a nursing home? I'm like, you have three boys. Are you sure that you won't be able to live with one of them? I mean, if anything, I bet Matt's would definitely take in his mom if... She needed to live with somebody, right? She's got her sisters. She's got Kimmy. You ain't going to no nursing home, sweetie. You got plenty of people there to take you in. 
Lord knows that she's had many people, she's taken in many people herself over the years. So, DJ picks Tommy up, puts him back in his high chair, and says, you know what, I finally made a decision about who I picked. You know, between Steve and Matt. So, of course, we don't get to hear who she whispers, and you don't even get to see her lips move either, so you can't, you know, read her lips either. So, uh, <laughs> Tommy's the only one that knows. But then again, I thought she had chosen Steve. I thought she revealed that later on that she had originally went with Steve, but I can't remember. Of course, when she, after she tells, whispers to Tommy in his ear, she's like, I know, I was surprised too. And we see little baby Tommy's got two cupfuls of little snacks like Cheerios or like Life Cereal or something. And he's got both cans, one in each of them. Like, oh, this baby's so adorable. And his hair's a little longer, too. So we head to the kitchen door, and who's coming through the living room into the kitchen? It's Kimmy, Ramona, and Jackson. Jack. <laughs> And you're already taller than I am. Stop growing. What? It's not the only change. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Ramona, tell everybody how you did at dance camp. Mom, you know I hate to brag. Okay, then I'll brag. <laughs> Ramona won best dancer, most likely to star on Broadway, and happiest feet. <laughs> you forgot jazziest hands. <laughs> and guess who won oldest dancer? <laughs> Mom came up for visitor's day and the visit never ended. Hey, I was only there for the last six weeks of a seven week program. <laughs> oh, come on, we had so much fun. Oh, we had the whole camp doing the Gibbler Gallop. Yeah, come on, let's do it. Five, six, seven, eight. Let's start. Let's start. Oh, I knew you wanted to gallop. Well, uh, while you guys were out galloping, I was at Wilderness Camp breaking some hearts. You already heard it happen? Hold on. My teenage son is actually about to share something that happened in his life. <laughs> You're right, never mind. <laughs> no, 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 no. What happened? Well, let's just say the babes were all over me like mosquitoes. You wish. But I did stay true to Lola. Poor thing must have been Mr. Naboo like crazy. So Jackson's been gone for eight weeks at camp, and Lola went to a seven week dance camp, which. Kimmy kind of hijacked that. She's like, oh, I just stayed for the last six weeks. And Ramona's like, yeah, of a seven-week program. Yeah, you kind of took advantage of Visitor's Day. And she says how Ramona got, what, happy happiest feet. Uh, Ramona adds jazzy hands. Best dancer. Most likely to star in a Broadway show. And Jackson, of course... Reveals his voice is cracking. And he's as just about as tall as DJ. I think in season four, he's even taller than her. Which, in season one, I think he was just a little bit shorter than her. But not by much. He also reveals that the babes were all over him like mosquitoes. And I'm like, you wish. I think it's funny how DJ's like, oh my gosh, my son's going to share something about his life with me? And he's like, oh yeah, never mind. And she's like, oh no, 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 tell me, tell me, tell me. 
And, of course, Jackson's like, but I did stay faithful to Lola. My boo has been, bet she's been missing me like crazy. Lola comes in. Who does she go to hug? Ramona. Even though Jackson's got his arms wide open, like, come to me, boo. You're back. I sure am. <laughs> Good job, Sunday, John. Yeah, it looks like you really missed a guy. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll catch up later. Don't even need knowledge well, about Don't it. make any plans this afternoon because I'm throwing my annual end of summer back to school super fun barbecue 2016. I love that shirt. Okay, yeah, maybe that name was too long. So, of course, Lola comes in. She and Ramona are jumping up and down, screaming. They're so excited. Like, I want to hear all about your summer. I want to hear all about your summer. And they run upstairs. And Jackson's like, oh, we'll catch up later. No, you won't. <laughs> and DJ's like, hey, Jackson, do not make any plans because I have our end of summer back to school. Fun barbecue 2016. And I'm like, I want that shirt. I want a shirt like that. Can I get a shirt like that? I love shirts. In fact, my work just presented me with a new t-shirt. Kimmy comes back down the stairs. We go over to the kitchen doorway. Who's coming into the kitchen? It's D- uh, I cannot talk. Stephanie! Steph been up to? Beach? me back because you left me at the airport Seriously? Really? rude <laughs> was your plane late no i was right on time i even put my bags in kimmy's car <laughs> but i went to move the luggage cart out of the street and she drove off without me yes yeah, I, I thought you were pretty quiet on the ride home <laughs> anywho how was your summer in london it was great i went back to see if my ex-boyfriend was really a jerk and he was but I met one of those palace guards with the big fuzzy hats. Turns out sometimes they do smile. Really? I'm Stephanie Kimmy. Thank goodness you're back. Aw, thanks to Cosmo. Look what I taught Cosmo. Cosmo, roll over. Oh, that's cool. That's what wow. up. <laughs> Looks like you had a fun summer. It was boring. <laughs> Before you guys left, there was so much going on. Mom's a Mexican wrestler. Hunter Pants came to our house. There was a cow in the kitchen. Oh. The last fun thing was that ridiculous wedding where Kimmy decided not to marry Fernando. Thank you for summing up Let the one. rejoicing begin. Fernando has returned. Now! <laughs> yeah! All right. Well, Steph spent the summer in London, and apparently Kimmy, who was supposed to drive her home, drove off without her after stephanie had gotten the luggage in the car she moved the cart out of the way right boom kimmy's gone boom out of sight <laughs> and kimmy's like oh well gee i wonder why you're so quiet on the right home like Ugh. really <laughs> and of course stephanie 
saw that her boyfriend, her ex-boyfriend, who was a jerk, is still a jerk. And I gotta say, when Kimmy goes, she hugs Stephanie, and she keeps, like, putting Stephanie's arms up on her shoulders, and this is, like, the deadest hug ever. Like, there's no love in that hug. There's no, not even like in that hug. Because she keeps, like, it's basically like you're hugging, like, a mannequin. Like, eh, eh, eh. like, I sense no love in this hug. I gotta say, I love Kimmy's outfit this episode. She might get the best outfit of the episode. I, it's just, it's awesome. And the pink hat. Even though I'm not a big fan of pink, it works with the outfit. So Max and Cosmo come down, and they do a little fun trick where... Max says, Cosmo, roll over. And Max also rolls over on the floor, which is adorable. Everyone's got a new look. Max has got a short and kind of spiky look. And Cosmo grew up. He is no longer a puppy. He is a full-grown dog. Stephanie's like, wow, Max, looks like you had a fun summer. And he's like, nah, it was really boring. I mean, think about it. Before you guys left, there was so much going on. And Max does basically a play-by-play of all the main events of season one's 13 episode. Basically doing a recap for us. Who may have forgotten what went down in season one? So he says, reminds DJ she was a Mexican wrestler. Hunter Pence came to town and he was dating Stephanie. There was a cow in the kitchen that's right for that retirement party for DJ's boss. And, of course, for um, an Indian theme, they wanted to go with a cow, which turned out to be a dairy cow and not, you know, one of the other cows that would be associated with that culture. The last fun thing he said was that ridiculous wedding where you ended up not marrying Fernando. Speaking of Fernando, boom! Who pops in? It's Fernando. He is here. He is in the house. And guess what? He doesn't have a place to live. Oh, Fernando. He's been on the racing circuit. He forgot to renew his lease. He's now homeless. Oh, my goodness. The house just got that much fuller. Hey! love Max's comment when he looks at Kimmy. He says, Kimmy, you made the right decision <laughs> by not marrying Fernando. So Kimmy just saunters over to Fernando and he's like, oh, Kimberlina, I have missed you all summer long. And they kiss and they kiss. <laughs> like a child in the room. But then again, that's nothing Max hasn't seen. So as Max is like, yuck, ew. And of course, Kimmy kind of glares at Max. So Fernando's got a funny story to tell them. While he was on the racing circuit, his landlord evicted him. And Fernando says, well, now I will be moving in here. And I'm like, oh, no, you will not. No, he actually does. But still, it's like, uh, no. Even Kimmy's like, uh, I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> I gotta play this. Uh, Max's quips are the best of the best. He has got so much good comedic timing. It is just unbelievable. <laughs> I have a funny story. 
While I was gone on the racing circuit, I forgot to pay my rent, so my landlord evicted me. So now, I will be moving in here. <laughs> Perhaps my story was not so funny. Perhaps you should have paid your rent. Oh, Max. <laughs> I missed you least of all. Okay. <laughs> so I think with this is the start of the whole Fernando Max banter like we had with Kimmy and Stephanie over the years, how we had later on with Michelle and Gia. It's just funny, insulting quips back and forth. <laughs> Because after Fernando tells the story, he looks around and DJ Stephanie and Kimmy are not laughing along. He's like, uh, maybe that story is not so funny. And Max says, uh, maybe you should have paid your rent. <laughs> and of course, Fernando just smiles, goes over to Max, pats him on the head and says, oh, Max, I miss you least of all. Now, in the next scene, we're in the living room. We got Kimmy sipping some coffee from a mug. She's letting Stephanie and DJ know not to worry. Fernando's only moving in temporarily. But then again, it's DJ's place. Shouldn't she have a say in whether or not he moves in at all? I'd say so. And yeah, the house has a lot of rooms. But then again, come on now. It only has so... We already got DJ, Max Jackson, and Tommy. There's four. We got Kim, um, Kimmy and Ramona. There's... Two more, which makes six. Stephanie makes seven. Fernando moving in would make eight people. Then again, let's look at Full House. Danny, DJ, Stephanie, Michelle, there's four. You got Jesse and Becky and Nikki and Alex. There's eight. You got Joey. There's nine. So, but then again, think about it. If Danny had married Vicky, that would have made, made ten people living in that house. And of course, Kimmy adds, you won't even know he's here. Really? He's got all of his stuff. He's got people, movers, bringing in everything that he owns. We see boxes. We see what looks like maybe an amp. We see a giant potted plant that is at least four feet tall. As Fernando looks at a stunned Kimmy, DJ, and Stephanie, he says, Oh, don't worry. Only seven more loves to go. Okay? I'm like, uh, no. As Fernando runs up the stairs after the movers and starts shouting in Spanish. I love Stephanie's line here where she says to DJ, that it better be Spanish for I'm leaving tomorrow. Of course, we cut to the door. Stephen Matterback! Yay! Yay! I'm excited. I'm happy. That had better be Spanish for I'm leaving tomorrow. Hello, ladies. Your meat has arrived. Huh. Now, that's how every man should enter a room. <laughs> Hi. Oh, so I brought uh, steak, burgers, chicken, shrimp, ribs, and lobster. And uh, Matt brought some stuff for you guys to eat. <laughs> Steve, you're hilarious. No, you are. You told me to say that. Yeah, but your delivery was oh, hysterical. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so funny how those guys became best friends. I know. I hope it doesn't affect their friendship when I tell them which one I want to date. Oh, you know it will. You're finally choosing somebody? Oh, it's about time. Yeah, well, I spent the whole summer just getting to know myself and, and working on me, and 
and now I am finally ready to have a meaningful relationship with someone other than me. <laughs> Gotta pick Steve. You guys are each other's destiny. No, 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 no. You have to pick Matt. You guys are great partners at the pet clinic, and far more importantly, Matt is insanely hot. <laughs> I know, I'm extremely lucky. I have two incredible guys that want me so bad. <laughs> but I've made my decision. And I am choosing... DJ? <laughs> we got something to tell you. Oh, and I have something to tell you guys. Okay, Where you go. No, 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 you go first. Okay, okay, I'll go first. Somebody go first. Okay, we will go first. Steve and I have found someone special. Each other? <laughs> you know, I always had a feeling. Oh, yeah. No, although, if I were so inclined, this big daddy would be a home run. Okay, guys. <laughs> chose yourself and you said we should just go live our lives and not wait around for you? I really said that? <laughs> uh, yeah, and then you sent us that group text with the bitmoji of yourself, giving the thumbs up, saying to go for it. <laughs> oh, I did do that. <laughs> so, anyway, after a two-week camping trip alone in the woods, we decided that we need women. <laughs> so, we fixed each other up. And now... We both have girlfriends. And uh, it's all because you told us to go for it, so thank you. You're welcome. Wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm so happy for you guys. Wow. Did I already say that? Because, well, yay. Well, DJ, what's your big news? <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, my big news. Well, oh, the end of summer, back to school, super fun barbecue 2016, starts at three o'clock. So the time is the same. Yeah. <laughs> right. Because sometimes I change it. But not today, so that's big news. Hey, would it be weird if we brought our girlfriends? Yes, very. It would be weird if you didn't bring them. Oh, I can't wait to meet them. Oh, they cannot wait to meet you. All right, well, we will see you at three because the time did not change. All right, man, Steve are there and they brought the eats. They brought the meats. They brought the food. Matt says, well, your meat has arrived. And Stephanie, of course, is like, see, now that's how every man should enter a room. <laughs> I love these adult jokes. They're so funny. Here's what Steve brought. Steak, burgers, chicken, shrimp, ribs, and lobster. Oh, and some stuff for you guys, too. And Matt brought stuff also, because he's got the hot cold packs, which those work really, really well. I actually have um, the insulated bags, so like when we go for Thanksgiving and I want to bring that Gordon Food Services cornbread bake, which I bring every single year. And it's very great. It's amazingly delicious. But those thermal bags help a lot. Even though we are only traveling like an hour out of our way. We see Steve and Matt really getting along. They are broskies big time. Major bromance here. And of course, DJ, Kimmy, and Stephanie are kind of looking at this like, okay, what happened over the summer? Because these guys really were 
pretty big rivals for DJ's attention, and now they've just glommed onto each other. They've had a two-week camping trip where they got to bond, be the brothers from another mother and father that they never had. Of course, the guys go into the kitchen, and when they're gone, Kimmy's like, wow, it's amazing how fast they became best friends. And DJ's like, yeah, you know, I really hope it doesn't affect their friendship when I tell them which one I want to date. Of course it's going to affect their friendship. Of course it would. So D- uh, Stephanie's like, wow, you're really finally choosing someone. That's great, DJ. It's about time. And DJ says, well, I did spend the summer finding myself. And now that I spent enough time with myself, I'm ready to move on to a actual relationship with one of the guys. So, of course, we got Kimmy. That is old school. She's all about it. The Steve DJ team. Steve or... How do they... What's the term? It's uh, Steve or Steve or something like that. And then, of course, Stephanie's with the new. She's with the now. And she's like, no, Matt, you work with him. He's super hot. You should definitely go with him. Granted, like I said, Kimmy's endgame with the Matt. Matt and DJ endgame. Or not Matt. Matt, Steve and DJ endgame. Granted, like, okay, well, who did you choose? And as soon as DJ starts to say, Steve and Matt... Steve and Matt pop right back in. And they have an announcement. And it makes it look by how they're like hanging on each other. Like we've found somebody. And Stephanie's like, oh, so you're together now? And they're like, uh, no, we're not. (laughs) But of course, if I had to choose, definitely Matt would be a catch. And of course, Steve would be an amazing catch. So they both found girlfriends after DJ gave them the thumbs up emoji to go for it and find a new love. Each of them did, and they're each bringing their said new love interest to the back to school and the summer barbecue 20, Fuller Barbecue 2016. Which, of course, when DJ originally said she had big news and then the guys told her, their big news that kind of deflated, you know, like I can't say anything now, right? So they're like, oh, Deej, what's your big news you're gonna throw on us? And she's, oh, um, you know, the back to summer or back to school end of summer Fuller barbecue? Um, it's at three o'clock. And Matt's like, oh, so the timing's the same. Okay. And Deej says, well, yeah, I mean, but sometimes I change it, but it's actually not being changed. So that's the big news. Well, of course you know that DJ is absolutely miserable, but she's wearing the I'm happy for you uh, mask. So, and even when Steve and Matt leave, she's still projecting this. I'm happy. I'm thrilled for them. This is great. This is a good thing. I can continue to work on myself, but inside she is crying and dying inside. So DJ walks out of the living room and Stephanie's like, Hey, Kimmy, did you believe any of that that she said? And Kimmy's like, not a word. Oh, I love how Kimmy says that's a Lifetime movie waiting to happen. It sure is. So, up in Ramona's room, which used to be Jackson's room, and then it was Joey's room, and then it was Jesse's room, and then it was Stephanie's room. That room has seen a lot of different people living in it. 
So Ramona and Lola are having a little dance party in Ramona's room, and Jackson, of course, invites himself up, thinking that he and Lola are now together because she kissed him in season one. But Ramona goes and turns off that music, and it's like, can we help you? And Jackson's like, yeah, I'm saying hey to my bae. Hey, bae. And Lola turns to Ramona like, help me here, please. So, Ramona does this as sweetly as humanly possible and says, Hey, look, Jackson, Lola does not want to hurt your feelings, but she's not your bae. And Jackson's having a hard time understanding, like, wait a minute, what about her full-on makeout session after Kimmy's almost wedding? And even Lola's like, that was just a peck. That was not a makeout session. You are confused. Of course... As Jackson says, you remember, both he and Lola have little thought bubbles converging into one bubble where we see the kiss, which is next to nothing. It's just like, done, bye. And I mean, I'm not blaming Lola, I'm definitely not blaming her, but then again, it's like, could have just kissed him on the cheek. Didn't have to be on the lips. Yeah, Lola even says, that was not a makeout session. That's how I kiss my grandma on the lips. And she says, the point is, because he's like, wow, you must really like your grandma. She says, the point is, we're just friends. Like, yeah, she friend zoned him. And I know it hurts. But how are they really even friends? They've only said a couple words to each other. Being friends means engaging with each other, hanging out, sharing jokes, actually having conversations that are more than one or two words. But Jackson can't believe it. He's like, what? I'm back in the friend zone? I spent all last year crawling my way out. I'm like, buddy, you never left the friend zone. Right now, that friend zone you're in is impenetrable. Nothing is going to get you out of that friend zone bubble. Unless Lola wants it to happen. So we get another Jackson catchphrase. He's like, well, I guess you missed out on Action Jackson. Like, nobody calls you that, buddy. Jackson just comes off as so desperate. He turns to me, he's like, he turns around and he's like, oh, who am I kidding? I'll wait for you forever. It's like, this is borderline just uncomfortable. Like, buddy, boundaries boundaries. He is bordering a smidge on stalkerish. Not a hundred percent, but it's slowly leaning into that category. I'm surprised that he doesn't burn her name into their the lawn of their backyard. So when Jackson walks out of Lola's room or Lola's room, <laughs> Ramona's room into the hall, DJ's there with a load of laundry and He's like, gosh, I did something really stupid. And DJ says, yeah, I heard you say action out. So now he follows her into DJ. My gosh, what is wrong with me? He follows her into his room. I know Jackson wants to get advice from DJ. Like, hey, mom, were you ever a teenage girl? Like, do you know who you're talking to? This is DJ Tanner here. He watched her for almost eight seasons. Well, actually eight seasons as a teenager. Yes, she was a teenage girl. 
And he's like, well, gee, Mom, what did you do in the olden days to impress someone that you liked? She's like, well, we churned butter, we raised a barn. And she says, look, if this is about impressing Lola, just be yourself. She's giving him the same vice advice that Stephanie gave him in Season 1, Episode 7, Ramona's Not-So-Epic Party. Like, buddy, she's gonna like you for you if she likes you at all. But... You gotta let her come to you. You forcing yourself upon her like this with joining their little dance party, calling her my bae, this and that, saying you're missing out on Action Jackson. It, it's gonna push her away. <laughs> He's coming on a bit strong and saying, I'll wait for you forever is the wrong thing to say. Don't ever say that to... You want to get someone to like you, do not say, Oh, I know you don't like me now, but who am I kidding? I'll wait for you forever. No, just don't do that. I'm going to play this clip as she gives him some real, real advice. How women love confidence. Women love confidence. <laughs> oh, I used to love when Steve would make a big, confident entrance. He used to walk right in and take what he wanted from the refrigerator. <laughs> Big, confident entrance. I like that. Yeah, hey, any girl would be lucky to have a handsome young man like you. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. But once again, that means nothing. And she reminisces about how Steve would just, he would always make a big entrance and take what he wanted from the refrigerator. And Jackson, the only thing he gets from that is, hmm, big entrance. Interesting. Put that in the think bank. So, thank you, Mom. I, get, I mean, she says, honey... Any girl is going to love a cute, sweet guy like you. And kisses him on the cheek. And he's like, Mom, again, that means nothing coming from you. All right, now we're moving up to Kimmy's place, which used to be Jesse and Becky's apartment, also belonging to Nikki and Alex. And now it is just newspaper, boxes, stuff all over the place. Is it just me or does this place look a lot smaller than it did? It looked a lot bigger on Full House. Not to mention Nikki and Alex's room where they have that placed is not where that used to be. So I don't know why they really couldn't get it as close to what it used to look like in Full House. But it's what it is. So Fernando comes out of a room or a bathroom. I'm not sure what it is. But he's wearing a black striped silk robe. And he's getting ready to get his Mac on with with Kimmy. And Kimmy holds up a hand like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Before you get your Mac on with me, we got to talk. First of all, you really should have talked to me first before you just let everyone know you're moving in. You basically moved in without asking. And he starts doing something with his hips, like gyrating and grinding like he wants to grind up on her. And it's just like, buddy... Control those hips. Stop with the wiggling and the jiggling. Because he knows all he's got to do is gyrate in her direction and she is like melted butter. And that conversation about him moving in without permission, boom, it's on the back burner. So he starts kissing her arm and wiggling and nibbling as he refers to it. And she's like, oh, no, 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 no. 
Actually, no, we do have to talk about this. And Fernando's like, don't worry, DJ and Stephanie will learn to love me. Like blue cheese dressing. Because he says he's an acquired taste like blue cheese dressing. Which, I've had blue cheese crumbles on things. I think, um, one thing was the house fries, which were basically chips with buffalo sauce and then blue cheese crumbles, which isn't bad in small, small, tiny portions. But I wouldn't want it on everything. Also, he refers to public television as an acquired, ta uh, acquired taste. He grabs Kimmy and says, don't make me beg like a PBS pledge drive. <laughs> All right, now we're going back down to the boys' room. And we have got Max's environment plan. How he's going to save the planet. This is so unfair. I have homework. <laughs> and school doesn't start till Monday. Well, at least you got a summer break. I had to work all day, every day, sometimes on the weekends. Mom. Yeah. We're talking about me. <laughs> right. But, you know, Max, this is a pretty cool project. It's called One Kid Can Make a Difference. You're supposed to pick a problem facing the world from this list and help solve it. So, I have to get rid of global warming unsafe drinking water, plastic pollution, government corruption. <laughs> Third grade just got real. Yeah. <laughs> so Max saying how this is unfair, you know, he's got homework and school doesn't start till Monday. And DJ's like, well, honey, you had all of summer break. So the paper that he has, it says one kid can make a difference. And there's a bunch of different options that he really only has to pick one of them. Oh, yeah. DJ's like, hey, at least you got a summer break. I had to work all day, every day, sometimes weekends. It's like, yeah, that's usually what happens after you're done with school and you get a job and don't go to school. It's like, yeah, as an adult, you don't get summer breaks. You don't get summer breaks. You're working all the time. The only days off you get are the holidays. If you don't, if you have a job where you don't have to work Christmas, Thanksgiving, Fourth of July, Labor Day, or Memorial Day. And Max like snaps his fingers like, Mom, let's focus on me here, okay? Me, me, me. Remember? My problem? Basically, it's called One Kid Can Make a Difference. And he's supposed to pick a problem, one problem facing the world. From this list. Basically, try to solve it. So, he says, I have to get rid of drinking glo- <laughs> Drinking global. I have to get rid of global warming, unsafe drinking water, plastic pollution, government corruption. He just sinks back on his chair and says, wow, third, gear, third grade just got real. Buddy, you only gotta pick one. I'd go with plastic pollution. Like, maybe, like, pick up trash alongside the road or something like that. Or, um, maybe with a- uh, bottled water. Well, actually, it would kind of interfere with plastic pollution, wouldn't it? Um, you know what? I don't know. But government corruption? These are, like, eight-year-old little kids. They're, how are they gonna fight government corruption? I think they're asking a bit much. Why not, like, have them donate time to a charity or something like that? Or... Like, help at a food kitchen, or help at the library, or donate 
use books to a shelter or, or something. Or read to a young... I get it, Max is like eight years old, but even still. I mean, come on. That If that's for school, that is asking... Some of that stuff, like government corruption, is just... That's asking a bit much. They really should have narrowed that one down into a way that a eight-year-old child can comprehend. Now we're cutting out to the backyard here. We got Stephanie on the guitar sounding pretty. And we got some shaggy-haired guy with a long, tight, long-sleeved, well, it's three-quarter sleeved shirt. And this guy, his six-pack and his pectorals are just bursting out of this shirt. Oh my goodness. He's got that rugged, shaggy-haired uh, early 2000s Ashton Kutcher minus the trucker hat vibe. We see that the backyard's got tables set up. They've got different types of iced tea with like either lemon or maybe apples and strawberries cut up. And it just looks pretty cool. I want to play Jimmy Gibbler's first appearance. My goodness gracious, this guy is definitely, he's got Gibbler written all over him with his, just his language, how he presents himself. <laughs> yeah. Yo ho, I was just looking for Kimmy, but please keep singing. That was radish. Radish? As in rad adjacent. Ah, oh, well, it's just a new tune I'm playing around with. Kimmy's Inside. Kimmy's Inside is a terrible name for a song. <laughs> but please finish. You sound amazing. Sure. Funky guy in really tight t-shirt. <laughs> What's happening? We're about to kiss. That's crazy. I mean, especially since I'm singing a song called Gotta Take Love Slow. I feel like your lips are like magnets and I'm like a refrigerator. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Jimmy? Yo ho, Kimmy! Hey! Ooh. Five, six, seven, eight, and spark, and spark, and spin, and spin, and spin, 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 spin. Wait, 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 wait. Why is he galloping like a gibbler? Because he is. <laughs> because all gibblers gallop. This is my little brother, Jimmy. I just kissed a Gibbler? <laughs> you just kissed a Tanner? Ew! <laughs> Why didn't you tell me you were Kimmy's brother? Oh, I just figured you remembered me. I mean, who kisses a total stranger? <laughs> Stephanie. <laughs> I, I just, I haven't seen you since you were a scrawny little kid. I mean, you look completely different. Yeah, I got a haircut. <laughs> Jimmy, what are you doing back in town? Well, I was driving the RV to Portland, and then I thought, why? You know? And then I thought, man, I'm hungry. And then I thought, I'm going to stop at the Tanners and get some free food. That's the Gibbler way. Five, five, six, seven, eight. And sparkle. And spin. And spin. Come on, Seven, get in here. Spin, spin, spin. Oh, she's leaving. Well, how's Uncle Andy been, you know? No, he's still allergic to shrimp. That surprises me. That's so shellfish of him. So definitely Jimmy Gibbler comes home as a total goof. And I'm just, uh, 
Yeah, Stephanie, you did kiss a total stranger. And she sang, and it was pretty, and all of a sudden, Kimmy comes out like, Oh my gosh, Jimmy, my brother! Because, well, before she says that, it's like, hey, let's do the Gibberler Gallop. And then Stephanie's like, well, wait, 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 wait a minute here. Why is he doing the Gibbler Gallop? And Kimmy's like, because all Gibblers gallop. And she's like, oh, oh my gosh, I just kissed a Gibbler? And Kimmy looks at Jimmy like, you just kissed a Tanner? Oh, but then again, of course... She hasn't seen uh, Jimmy since he was, you know, yay high to a pig's eye. <laughs> and uh, it's like, oh, yeah. Because she's like, you changed so much from that scrawny little kid I used to know. He's like, oh, yeah. As he kind of, you know, pushes his hair back. Like, huh, I got a haircut. <laughs> like, <laughs> we've never seen or heard of you, Jimmy. But, okay, you're a gibbler. Just go, basically the show is just saying, we know you've never seen him or heard of him before, but just go with it. Like, okay, we will. <laughs> so Stephanie's basically like, mind blown, I'm going inside, and you guys can do your Gibbler Gallop. Now we're going to Tommy's room, and Matt's just going to have a little powwow with his baby brother. Oh, he calls Matt, Matt calls Tommy baby bro. And little Tommy's wearing a onesie that says Mr. Adorable complete with drool all over that shirt. Mini bro, this is going to blow your mind. <laughs> Global warming will make the seas rise and wipe out San Francisco. Our food is full of poison. Ooh, that's a idea. There's an island of plastic trash the size of Texas floating in the ocean. The world is falling apart. And not to make you feel bad, but your disposable diapers aren't helping. So every time that Max says something about what's going on with the Earth, Apparently, global warming will make the seas rise and wipe out San Francisco like a humongous tsunami. And he says, our food is full of poison, which we cut to Tommy, and he's just bouncing in this little Playmobil type, uh, it's not a hijack, what is the little bouncy seat with all the toys on it? I don't know what the proper name, you know, uh, what the proper name for that is, but every time Max says something... Tommy starts bouncing up and down, so whoever's, like, you know, getting the baby to, like, get all excited <laughs> and everything, it's just, it's cute how you just cut back to, Ma you know, Tommy's reaction whenever Max says something. There's an island of plastic trash the size of Texas floating in the ocean. Where's he get? he's clearly getting his facts from the web. The world is falling apart. And of course, not to make you feel bad, but your disposable diapers aren't helping either. Yeah, the world is falling apart. This is really nothing new here, but this is a lot to take in for an eight-year-old boy when he's he thinks he's supposed to save the world one problem at a time. And it's like, buddy, I get it. That's a great idea that you want to help, but trying to tackle such big... It's like he's taking... The problems of the world onto his shoulders, and he's like, I want to fix all of it, 
but this is a lot and he's gonna feel like a failure but he can't do any of it it's like no you take it one step of it at a time you can do little things that will help slowly improve you know the situation and, and get involved in organizations and other things for other kids to do because there are un, you know kids like Max who want to help out the environment and there are like I said there are ways to do that to take part and make feel like you're making a difference all right now we're jumping to the backyard as DJ wearing her end of summer back to school summer fun barbecue She's bringing out some food. They're, you know, making the backyard look nice and festive. No, DJ's going to chastise them because they are not wearing their shirts. Remember Kimmy's 16th birthday party and how DJ's like, everyone wear your newspaper hats? And when she turns around after Kimmy enters and realizes she's the only one wearing the hat, she like, ugh, takes it off because no one else is wearing it. <laughs> She's like, oh, you guys forgot to wear your shirts. And Stephanie's like, sure, let's go with forgot. <laughs> wow, Dee, you are not subtle. As Fernando comes out, hugs Kimmy, and DJ's like, hey, Kimmy, um, did you tell Fernando that we don't want him living here? Because we don't want him living here, basically. Fernando's like, hello, I'm right here. And Stephanie's like, yeah, that's the problem. Kimmy, of course, is like, oh, he can be very useful. He can reach things on the top shelf. Because we're all, like, under six feet tall. Stephanie's like, well, we have a ladder for that. Fernando's like, well, I can fend off intruders. Like, well, they have a dog for that. Oh, no! TJ's <laughs> like, you're the intruder. So they hear the doorbell from way in the backyard. Wow, that came through crystal clear. Fernando's like, I'll get it. And DJ's like, no, somebody who actually lives here will get it. DJ yanks Kimmy away. It's Matt with his new girlfriend, Crystal. How old is this girl? She looks like she's maybe 22, 23 tops. Matt's probably, what, 27, 28? Maybe 26? I don't know. I mean, he does seem a few years older, which is not a big deal when you're in your 20s. So Crystal is sweet. She's polite. She says, I've heard so many good things about you from Matt. And DJ, of course, was like, well, I've heard nothing about you. <laughs> so DJ seems like she's a little threatened by the fact that Crystal is young and fit. Like, oh, like how young and fit you are. And of course, Crystal's like, me? Look at you. But I could help you with your posture. She's like, here, let me adjust your pubic bone. I wouldn't want anyone touching me anywhere when it comes to that that's just but then again it's just like here let me help your posture <laughs> as she grabs dj basically by the hips and just goes <laughs> just moves oh my goodness and dj's like oh no no we just met we just and then you hear bones cracking dj right right away immediately says oh actually that does feel better like i'm getting a lot of relief that is a good adjustment Thank you. Of course, Kimmy's like, oh, do me next, do me next. Oh, here we go. Steve brings CJ. Now, you guys have most likely watched Fuller House. You know that CJ actually is going to stick around at least for a bit into season three. I don't think we see her. We do not see her in season four. Or if we do, it's only for an episode in season four. 
So the girl who plays Crystal, Gianna Di Donato, I'm sure I mispronounced that last name, but she's in this episode, Mom Interference, and number five, which is Doggy Daddy. So she's only in two other episodes, and then it's pretty much bye-bye, Crystal, we hardly knew ya. But then again, it was most likely just a short role. We have Virginia Williams, who does maybe a little look like Candace Cameron, because I think that's what they were going for when they um, hired this actress. Actually, if you go to Podbean and you look up the Fuller House podcast, you can actually get interviews with both the actress who plays Crystal and CJ, and they talk about their audition process and what it was like on the set and working with... You know, uh, Candace and the rest of the cast. And it's really informational. So it looks like the woman who plays CJ actually was on the show, the soap opera One Life to Live, for 45 episodes between 95 and 96. It's Lorna Van Skyber. I never watched um, that soap opera. Oh, she was on 28, in 28 episodes of As the World Turns. As Brandy Taylor. That's the only soap opera I ever watched. And that would have been in 1993 and 94. That would have been All My Children on ABC. So she played in 10 episodes. Oh, she is in season 4 for one episode. Which is season 4, episode 7, entitled President Fuller. It's in three episodes of season three, Best Summer Ever, Say Yes to the Dress, and My Best Friend's Japanese Wedding. She's in six episodes here of season two of Fuller House, too. So, all right. So, yeah, Steve walks in with CJ, and DJ's like, CJ, what are the odds? And she looks, definitely looks a bit like Candace Cameron. And as I said, check out the Fuller House podcast on Podbean where they did an interview with Virginia Williams. And you'll hear how she did mention that when they were casting, they were looking for almost a Candace Cameron lookalike. So CJ's full name is Connie Jean. Connie Jane, I'm sorry. But everyone calls her Siege. It's just... it. Why Steve is doing this, it's great, you know, that he's got a girlfriend, but we know, if you guys watch One Tree Hill, this is really a similar scenario with the character Lucas Scott and Peyton Sawyer, where they're pretty much endgame, and then he's dating someone else, and then he almost marries someone else, until he finally admits that he wants to be with Peyton, and they end up getting married. And it's just like, why are you putting poor CJ through this? The fact that, is he trying to make her jealous? I mean, Steve is not all in on this relationship. And we see that going forward in the show. Is that he is not fully committed. And the fact that he proposes to CJ. So I'm going to play CJ's entrance here and just, she says... Can I give you, she asks, can I give you a hug, DJ? And she says she comes from a family of huggers. What are the odds of that? Wow. Hey, DJ. Meet my girlfriend, CJ. (laughs) Her name is CJ? 
What are the odds of that? <laughs> My real name is Connie Jane, but everyone calls me Siege. Small world, huh, Deej? <laughs> Do you mind if I give you a hug? I come from a family of huggers. Okay, this is getting weird. <laughs> you know what else is weird? You guys are both doctors. Only you work on, you know, hamsters and stuff, and she works on real people, but... Steve, stop boasting. Holy rollades. <laughs> oh, my lanta. <laughs> yeah. Tums, you both swear with antacids. Yeah. You know, maybe I have a type. Maybe, Steve, you got a type. You think? Well, hey, as long as we're getting to know each other, Crystal here teaches something called Cirque de Pilates. Show them. Oh, are you sure? Yeah, do your tricks. Okay, it is really roomy in here. <laughs> so, Steve says apparently he has a type. It's like, yeah, you think? And, of course, <laughs> CJ's catchphrase is holy rollades, where, of course, DJ's has always been since at least, what, season four? Oh, my lanta? Yeah. And I like how Kimmy points out you both swear with antacids. <laughs> So Matt kind of breaks into the conversation with showing everyone what Crystal can do, which she does. It looks like a cartwheel, basically. Like, cool. And she cartwheels out of the room. So Steve excuses himself because he's got a lobster with his name on it. He actually wrote it on the tail, Steve H., he heads to the backyard, and of course, CJ follows him, but then she turns around and says, Hey, is it cool that I'm here? I really think we're going to end up being great friends. And it's like, I don't think you are. Why would a new girlfriend be friends with her guy's ex-girlfriend? That, eh, I don't know. If I would say that's going to be a very small percentage. If at all. So CJ hugs DJ and then leaves, leaving Kimmy and DJ alone. And surprisingly, DJ likes the guys' girlfriend, their new girlfriends. Like, they're really nice and sweet and everything. And it's like, yeah, on the outside you're saying that, but on the inside you're saying, dang it, why didn't I just pick at that wedding? I should have just picked one of them then. So, of course, DJ feels like the odd one out. Like, I really wish I had a boyfriend, or at least for a few hours, you know, during this barbecue. And Kimmy, of course, yeah, she's going to set DJ up with Jimmy to make it look like, oh, they're dating. Like, you know how well that's going to go over. So, Kimmy says, hey, Jimmy, I want you to pretend to be DJ's boyfriend. DJ's like, I do not think this is a good idea, Kimmy. And Kimmy's like, you're right. It's a great idea. Look at those happy couples over there. We see Matt with Crystal, Steve with CJ, all hanging out, laughing at Steve's joke. So DJ agrees to go along with it, but Jimmy's like, wow, I really like Steph. I mean, what if we go along with this thing, you and I, and you end up falling for me really hard. Like, I don't think you have anything to worry about, Jimmy. She's not going to. As soon as Kimmy says, ahem, DJ would like to introduce you to her new boyfriend. Immediately, Matt steps up like, what? DJ has a new boyfriend? 
And Crystal pulls him down back onto the uh, the bench. It's like, yeah, the guys immediately like those girls are just covers for them, masking their true feelings. Like, we really love DJ. We w- both want to be with her, but if she doesn't want to be with us right now, we gotta find somebody. So Steve's like, wow, you're really dating a gibbler? And Fernando takes offense to this. He's like, there's nothing wrong with dating a gibbler. <laughs> That's it. And he says, like, they are the sexiest people to walk the face of the earth. Like, okay, Fernando, okay. I want to play this clip. <laughs> As Stephanie comes out with baby Tommy, who just woke up from a nap. Jimmy's like, Stephanie, this is not what it looks like. Like, uh, <laughs> Stephanie says, uh, it looks like a barbecue. Like, Jimmy, chill. Stephanie, this is not what it looks like. Uh, well, it looks like a barbecue. <sighs> DJ, I'm sorry. It's been a beautiful two minutes. I, just, I feel like we're drifting apart, you know? I have to break up with you. <gasps> <gasps> Yes, people, it's true. I'm crazy about Stephanie. (gasps) I have had a huge crush on you ever since we were little kids. I mean, one of my all-time favorite memories is you were playing guitar, and then I came into the backyard, and then we kissed. Uh, That was like half an hour ago. Yeah. And I think about that moment all the time. If that's your baby, I'll raise him as my own. No, you will not. Actually, that's my baby. Yeah. <gasps> oh, calm down, guys. We already knew that. Oh, you poor thing. Oh, Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. I think he is... I really think he's funny. I really... Some of the lines that they give him are just... Oh, my gosh. But he's like, look, DJ, I can't do this. It's been a great two minutes, but I really love Stephanie. And you see Matt, Steve, Crystal, and CG all like, (gasps) gasp audibly. Like, oh my gosh, the shock. And I love when Jimmy says, oh, Stephanie, if this is your baby, I'll raise him like my own. And DJ quickly gets in there like, uh, he's my baby, thank you. (laughs) <laughs> and everyone uh, is like, <gasps> and Steve's like, come on, guys. We already knew that Tommy was her baby. So CJ and Crystal go over to comfort DJ. So yeah, Crystal and CJ go to comfort DJ. Like, oh, I can't believe she stole your man. And Kimmy asks, well, DJ, if she wants, if I know DJ, she's on her way to the wharf to pick up three new boyfriends. And DJ looks at Kimmy like, I'm standing right here. And Kimmy's like, that's right, you are. Make them come to you. <laughs> I'm like, oh, Kimmy. So DJ finally is like, you know what? I'm going to excuse myself and think about my poor life decisions. Bye. <laughs> Kids aren't even there. It's like, it's just a hangout for the adults. Jackson's not there. Max isn't there. Someone's watching little Tommy, hopefully. With DJ gone, Matt goes up to Jimmy and says, Hey, man, that isn't cool. And Steve's like, Yeah, I second that. That is not cool, man. And Jimmy's like, Yeah, I know. If I could go back in time and change things, but that's not how time travel works. And Stephanie just looks at him like, What planet are you from? Clearly not from Earth. 
Oh yeah, I forgot about Ramona. Here she is, and she's wearing the shirt. Well, at least somebody's happy about this end of summer back to school super fun barbecue 2016. Super fun fuller barbecue. That is a lot of words. So Ramona's like, hey, what's up? What'd I miss? And Fernando fills her in saying your mother's best friend hooked up with your uncle and then he got with her younger sister. And of course, she didn't say that the baby was, or whatever, Fernando. Oh my goodness. Now we cut to the side of the house, which we've never seen this part of the house before. Jackson is standing in front of an open window with a rope, and he is going to swing across the backyard. And he's telling Lola, hey, watch out for action, Jackson. It's like, this is lame. She's not even there, I don't think. She probably went home. Oh, he Tarzans across the backyard via the rope and lands in what? The pool of the house next door? So, yeah, he falls right in that water. And we hear Jackson from the ba that uh, backyard over there in the pool saying, Hey, don't worry, Lola, I'm okay. And Ramona says, Jackson... Lola left like 10 minutes ago. Like, what are you doing, dude? He was wearing a helmet, thank goodness. And Jackson's like, yeah, good thing she left. I mean, I, this looks really stupid. Oh, poor Max is sad. He's not able to change the world. So DJ's come up to give him a little pep talk. Give him a boost. A confidence boost. <laughs> you with the barbecue. <laughs> What's the point of a barbecue? What's the point of anything? What's wrong, buddy? Everything. How can one little kid make a difference when our problems are so big? We're doomed. The whole world is poisoned polluted, and way too hot. Because we ruined it. Well, you ruined it. I'm only eight. Yeah, we did mess it up pretty good. But we could still make it better. You know, just because we made mistakes, it doesn't mean we can't fix them. Unless, let's say, you spent the whole summer obsessed with yourself and let two great guys get away. Oh, I'm never going to find anyone as good as Matt or Steve. I'm going to be single for the rest of my life. Oh, I might as well start adopting cats and stop washing my hair. <laughs> Worst pet talk ever. Yeah, really? Mom, Tommy's walking. All by himself. <gasps> oh. Tommy! You did yes. <laughs> human spirit so we can't give up either we have to keep searching for ways to stop climate change and and achieve world peace and plot my revenge against matt and steve and end poverty and have universal health care and fair elections and have a relationship with lola no and finally focus on my music career and become a really awesome dancer and figure things out with fernando 
and find a nice throw rug that pulls my new room together. You don't officially live here. Exactly. You know you love me. Everybody, group hug. So this is kind of cute. DJ goes into the boys' room and Max is laying on his bed. And DJ goes over to him and he's just laying like face down on the bed and she grabs his the belt of his pants and just starts lifting him up a little bit. And I just thought that was cute. So she asks him like, why are you down at the barbecue? And he's upset. He says, what's the point of a barbecue? What's the point of anything? So she asks him, like, what's up? What's going on? What's wrong? And he's like, everything. Like, how can one little kid make a difference? When the problems are so, there's so many problems and they're so big. So he says, yeah, we're doomed. The whole world is poisoned, polluted, and it's way too hot. Like, yeah, he's not wrong about that. But I mean, if you focus so much on all the bad stuff... Of course you're going to get, you know, bogged down in everything and sad. It's like, I want to look that up. I want to see. I know there's organizations out there for kids who want to help make a difference. So he says, we ruined it, meaning the environment. And then he's like, well, actually, no. I mean, you ruined it, Mom. I'm only eight years old. So DJ agrees. Like, yeah, we did mess it up pretty good. But, I mean, we could still make it better by fixing the mistakes that we make. And then all of a sudden it kind of turns into DJ trying to realize what she's been doing, you know, wasting a whole summer trying to work on herself when she could have chose the guys that she, one of the guys that she wanted. And she's like, I'm never going to find anyone as good as Matt or Steve. And I'm like, what about your husband that you had for at least a decade? It's almost like. I'm, she's not saying that that doesn't matter in any, everything, but it's just like, it's been, what, at least over a year or more since her husband passed, but she's like, oh, I'm going to be single for the rest of my life. I may as well start, start adopting cats and never wash my hair. She lays face down on Matt's, or, uh, Max's bed. And we cut to Max, and he's like, worst pep talk ever. Really, Deej, you made it about yourself. So we cut to the doorway. Little Tommy's walking by himself. Aww. And Max is like, hey, Mom, look. Tommy's walking by himself. And in walks the rest of the family. They're going to try, you know, they're talking about what they want to do for the, you know, rest of the year. What they need to work on. And their hopes and dreams. And Stephanie's like, well, did you see that we really wanted you to see Tommy walking by himself? And I love how they turned this into a teachable moment for Max. Saying, you know, no matter how many times that Tommy fell down, he always got back up again. And he kept going and learning how to walk on his own. He never gave up. And DJ says, we need to find ways to make ourselves better and the environment and stop climate change. Achieve world peace. Plot my revenge against Matt and Steve. Okay. <laughs> and end poverty. And she adds, and end poverty. And then Max has his own little demands that he wants to meet. And have universal health care and fair elections. And Jackson's like, and have a relationship with Lola. Stephanie's like, and finally focus on my music career. And Ramona says, and become a really awesome dancer. And Kimmy's like, and have 
work things that basically work things out with Fernando. Aw, and that's how the episode ends. I thought it was a cute episode. It really, it really was. And I don't know where Matt and CJ and Crystal all left, but overall, it was a cute end of summer, and it kind of shows where things are gonna go for the year. You know that. Jackson and Ramona, or Jackson and Ramona, <laughs> Jackson and Lola are gonna eventually get together for a little bit. Oh, that's right, because then Jackson meets Rocky in season three. That's right, that's right, that's right. I'm just trying to keep everything straight. So yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I had a lot of fun with it, and I'm just looking forward to now starting the Back to School episodes. We are gonna do pretty much all, it's all gonna be Full House back-to-school episodes, so. Of course, for this episode, the best dressed, of course, like I said, is going to Kimmy Gibbler with her cool off-the-shoulder shirt with the pink tank underneath and the pink hat. It's just really, really cool. I guess if I had to pick a relatable person, maybe... Jeez, oh, Pete. Um, I would have to go with maybe Max and, I mean trying to make things better for the world, or at least trying to bring, you know, enjoyment to people with my podcasts, I guess. I know that's not exactly helping save the world or fix the world or anything, but if it makes your days brighter, give you something to look forward to the in the week, then, then I'm doing a good job. Alright, the first episode in the Back to School Full House series for September... We're taking it all the way back to season one of Full House with the first day of school. In this episode, Danny, Jesse, and Joey try to convince Stephanie that school is cool while DJ tries to make a clean escape. Yeah, so there's that to look forward to. I think what I'm going to do, I'm going to do four episodes in September because there are six total episodes. And then I'll do two in October then that way the last two weeks of October will be the Halloween Full House episode and the Fuller House Halloween episode. So yeah, look forward to that. And just summer's coming to an end. And we're going to pretty much by Tuesday of next week, all kids are going to be back in school 100%. If you guys have any stories about your earliest memories of going to school for the first time or even starting junior high or high school because we're going to cover some of those episodes mainly with uh, Stephanie starting junior high, DJ starting junior high, Michelle starting preschool and also Michelle starting kindergarten with Stephanie starting fourth grade as well as Nikki and Alex starting preschool. That's going to be the last back-to-school episode. I know there is actually one Fuller House back-to-school episode, but that is going to be saved for maybe September of 2020. <laughs> so, all right, everybody. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. And... <laughs> Since it's Thursday, we got the holiday coming up if you celebrate Labor Day. Just, if you're going to be out on the water one last time, just be sure to be safe. 
And if you're going to blow off fireworks, be safe with the fireworks. If you're a kid, don't touch them. You let the parents handle that stuff, and you just enjoy the spectacular show. Also, if you're going to cook out, just be careful with that. You don't need it. I mean, it really hasn't been too, too bad with the heat. But still, you got to be safe. You, we don't want to start any grass fires. <laughs> so, um, all right. I will see you then next week with the first Full House Back to School episode. So, all right, everybody. Have a great Labor Day. Bye-bye.